0: It's because of the very experience of that depth of shame and no self-esteem and no sense of self-worth. But being able to transcend that gives me the love and the passion inside that really to support others and knowing it truly is possible to transform
1: Welcome to In The Rising Podcast. My name is Bettina Brown, and this is the platform I've chosen to talk about, living a life that's in alignment with your own hopes and dreams and goals, and walking away from shame and blame, really two of the largest things that holds us back in our life and that brings us down. And I love to have conversations with individuals who share their own rise from their own experience regardless in what wheelhouse of life that experience occurred. And my guest today is Kate Hartsong, who is a confidence coach, an author, a speaker, Reiki teacher, and in her entire program, she helps others rise up through circumstances that she can relate to, that she can resonate with. So welcome, Kate Hartsong, to In the Rising podcast. I have read about you, but I'm really Interested and eager to have this conversation with you today, so welcome.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, Patina. It's so wonderful to be here. I'm so excited, and by the way, I have to say, truly, I love the podcast name "In the Rising." To me, that means a lot. <laughs> thank you.
1: I appreciate that. It, it took some time to figure out, but that's the entire premise of this podcast—to help others learn how to rise from wherever they are in whatever circumstance. And to rise does not mean it's from the bottom, but we can be wherever we are wanting to excel with that. And that's where you come in <laughs> because I've read that you are also a confidence coach, an author, a speaker, a Reiki teacher, and you really want to empower and inspire your, your clients and especially focus on positivity. And I was just like, oh, I I can't wait to talk to her. Um, (laughs) But my first question is this, what I have noticed in my conversations with people on and off the podcast is that people who enter this line of work usually have gone through something that has transformed them. Would you be willing to share a little bit about that?
0: Absolutely. I would love to share. And you are... Spot on. It is very true for so many, and ex- and very true for me. Um, just briefly, uh, like so many people, I grew up in a very traumatic childhood. of The dynamics between my parents were were very toxic. Although my parents did the best they could to raise us between them, it was very very toxic. And that had naturally a a ripple effect Mm -hmm. Uh, and influencing me and my self-esteem, as well as my two younger siblings. And not only that, but I also, when I was two years old, I was like many toddlers. I was really curious. But what I did is I went to an open window and I fell out. It was about a story and a half high. And thankfully, um, as my mom would describe it, thankfully I landed on a patch of grass. Either side of it was was cement. So I, you know, seemed to be okay, but it turns out I lost most of my hearing as a result of that accident. So I grew up with no self-esteem, lots and lots of shame, extreme anxiety and frustration, and throughout my childhood, my teenage years, even my early 20s, and I knew something was off. And honestly, I just decided when I was in college, I had to do something, Bettina. Mm -hmm. So I I knew that there were so many resources, and I started getting psychotherapy, uh, read self-help books a lot of personal development classes, a lot of commitment to making shift in my life. And, you know, I wouldn't change my childhood for anything because it's because of the very experience of that depth of shame and no self-esteem and no sense of self-worth. But being able to transcend that, gives me the love and the passion inside that really to support others and knowing it truly is possible to transform. And so you probably can hear in my, the passion in my voice, this is where my passion comes from because I love empowering people to know they can make positive change in their life. I'm living proof. And it really is possible. So now I am very confident. Um, I'm a speaker. I do all these things. I call myself a confidence coach. But I also recognize I am no better and I am no worse than anyone else. Everyone is on the same playing field. No matter how they feel about themselves, really, we're all equal. We're all the same. So I don't see myself as any better. I'm just here doing service to others. So that's where I come from.
1: And thank you for sharing that. Because I think, you know, a lot of our experiences, whether it's positive or negative, it is shaped through our childhood. And that shaping helps us also connect. And when you have clients who are sharing things, you're not just hearing them. You're feeling them. You can, from your own perspective, you know, we all have, even if the same household, we have a different view of the same situation, the same parents, Mm
0: -hmm. but Mm -hmm. we
1: feel that. So thank you for sharing that because that's important for connection.
0: Thank you. And it is, I love what you said about feeling also, because it isn't just words. And so that's a good point you brought up and connection. Yes. Yes. You
1: said something. That made me spark a moment. You said a lot of commitment to change. So it's not having a lot of answers. It's having a commitment. Share a little bit where this commitment came from. Was it something you were always you're like, I'll commit one day or like, you know what? It's now or never.
0: <laughs> hmm, That's a good question. I was in such pain and such despair. I knew I needed to do something, and I knew it's not something. And I heard other people tell me, too, um, and my psychotherapist told me, it isn't something that changes overnight. But I knew by witnessing other people that they seemed to be happy, and there was a different energy about them. And I felt like really of a negative energy. And, And I honestly, you know, Bettina, I did not have hardly any friends growing up. Um, people didn't like my energy. Plus there were some other dynamics for my parents and, and not only that people, I didn't have any, I didn't have hearing aids until I was 18. So people thought I was ignoring them when in fact, I just couldn't hear them. Mm-hmm. So I just knew I needed to really make a commitment. And I do have, uh, <laughs> a personality of great tenacity, So, yeah, it's like, if I got myself focused on a goal, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. And I would say for the listeners here, even if they are not one to have a lot of tenacity or follow through, when we want something bad enough, we will make it happen. And that's Mm -hmm. where commitment to ourselves really, really counts and we can make it, and there's different ways to have that happen, like find a friend or a coach to be accountable to. <laughs> Most of us work really well when we're accountable to someone. Yeah, So that's one way to do it.
1: Absolutely. I was listening to to some different talks. And I, I heard Oprah, cause we all know Oprah. And she said, your number one commitment should be to fill your cup and overflow it. So that with that overflow, you can really touch a lot of other people's lives. When we're not full of self-esteem, our cup is not full. What, when you're working with your clients and you get to meet them, what are some characteristics that you see are in common that you're like, okay, this is something that maybe nationally or in a statewide as a collective human, you know, experience we can address differently in our interactions.
0: Yeah. I noticed like there's, there's certain common behaviors or perspectives or attitudes that a person with low self-esteem would have. And it's really vital that we're We recognize this. Because from there, then we can make positive change. So for example, and not every person with lowest self-esteem will have every single one of these. But as you probably know, with your your own work as a therapist, uh, one thing is thinking that everything is your fault, even if it's totally not. Mm-hmm. In fact, that reminds me of a story, and I'll share some other characteristics in a moment. But when I was, um, I think about 14 or 15, I was in a carpool with high, uh, junior high school uh, fellow students mm-hmm. and in a carpool, and it was a brand new carpool. And one of the students said to me, and we're driving along on 6th Avenue in Denver, where there's actually street lights. That is not as an, at an intersection. It's in the middle of a block. And the person asked me, why are there street lights in the middle of the block? And I actually was mortified. I thought, I don't know. And then later that night, I can remember this so vividly. Later that night, I thought I was at fault having those street lights in the middle of this block. Now, of course, that's totally not true. It's not my fault. But that's one of the characteristics of really low Mm self-esteem, thinking it's your fault. Or another thing is someone always says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or they just really have great hesitation doing anything because they don't have the belief or the confidence in themselves or can come out with negative thinking of constantly beating yourself up. Oh, I did that a lot. Not anymore. I haven't for decades. But my favorite line was, I am stupid. I would say that to everything. So the negative self-talk. So these are just some examples of characteristics of low self-esteem. But in that we can break away from that because I am so excited to know, I learned this a few years ago of something called neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. You probably know that, Bettina. And it gives me hope. And I share this with my clients and my audiences. We are not victims. We actually can change how we live and how we show up and what we think about ourselves by Saying and feeling and acting as if certain phrases because the mind actually hears it. And on a physical level with that neuroplasticity, neurons actually shift. And if something is said over and over again, or we feel it over or we're thinking it over and over again, it actually the neurons wire together. So there's there's many ways to make shifts.
1: Yes. And I'm a huge nerd. I've said that on this show many times. <laughs> I actually have a degree in biochemistry. And so I love all the nitty-gritty science. And what yeah. helped me even in my own world, and I want to share the story with you, if I may, is that there's research that shows when we are thinking positively or more positively, even for four days, they can see that our our genetics have transformed, that they don't break down as quickly. Oh. And I think we see that, like when you meet someone and they've had a hard life, isn't it something that you just know in your gut? Like they've had rough things yeah. or you yeah. see someone and you're like, they just seem like they are in their joy. You, It's yeah. just radiating out of them. And they usually also have fewer wrinkles. So it, it really yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. And um, we change on a cellular level. Yeah. And like yeah. you said. Our brain hears us and the one voice that is the the one we believe more than anyone else. And that's why it's a self-awareness, is we believe what we say about ourselves. And if we believe us, it doesn't matter if thousands of people will say that. And that's what you see with some celebrities where they will commit suicide. They've been, they're loved, they're wealthy, but the self-talk, the number one important person was not on their side.
0: Yes. Self-talk is critical yeah. for so many reasons. Thank you for bringing that up, Bettina. It's it's critical and, and how easy it is for us to, every single one of us, gets into the habit of whatever that self-talk is, starting from, oh, I don't know what age, two or Before the self-talk would be feelings, but then there's self-talk and then there are also feelings and how powerful if we are not in that place of self-awareness, then we're not always aware of something that is so habit. And yet we may not be even aware of the impact that it's causing, it is making a huge impact on our life, huge impact. So yeah, the self self-awareness is key. I always tell my clients and audiences, and I'm sure you've heard this too, or you probably share this as well. If we can be in that place of awareness, of awareness, self-observation, how powerful is that? Because then we can stop. Oh, there I go again saying that phrase. And then if we can recognize it. Don't beat ourselves up for beating ourselves up and then replace it with something positive, but not just saying it, but feeling it. There's so much power with the feeling.
1: Yes. Yes. And with that feeling, this, and I don't know when I learned this exercise, if it was from a book or my own coaching training or what have not where it said, you know, the window, the the window to the soul is through the eyes. And we see that through other people. But one of the greatest self ways to do that is to look in the mirror oh, yeah. And hold that gaze. And I don't know if you've ever done that exercise, but when I looked in the mirror I, and I forced myself, like I kept looking and I I had tears start to come out because I mm-hmm. saw myself. But it's also, um, it's not an out of body experience, but it's a revert where you're looking at yourself, not just from within and I learned to have more compassion with yeah. that patina. And it was looking at my own soul, per se. Yeah. So you nodded your head that you, you've you done this experience. What was, what? how did that feel for you? The
0: feeling part? this incredible, powerful exercise. It was amazing. So um, I think it was in my 20s when I first learned of that exercise. And the woman who gave it that precious advice to me said, this is number one, you've got to start loving yourself and just look in the mirror. Well, when I did, I couldn't. I could not hold a gaze for more than literally maybe half a second. There was so much shame. That says a lot. But over the years, I was able to start being able to gaze and look at myself And now I I have no trouble with it at all, but it wasn't until I was 41 that I could start gazing in my eyes for a long time. I don't want to give away my age, but that was a few years ago.
1: (laughs) And and what's important with that is looking in the mirror is not doing your hair, doing your makeup. It's the only purpose is to look into your own eyes with that. And I like to shift um, for a moment if i if i may hear into your own reiki i am also i've done the reiki um training oh, and i found it really um i'm an energy nut again i loved how you can feel energy in the room they can measure it there's science yeah. behind the woo-woo and i i call it that with love <laughs> in my heart yeah. but what made you interested in that to to go through those different levels and to incorporate that not only in your own healing but into the journey of other people
0: that's also an amazing question i think i was in my 30s or maybe my early 40s i started feeling this amazing warmth in my hands and i did not know at all what that was i had never heard of reiki Mm -hmm. and then someone a friend of mine happened to say oh I bet you'd be really interested in learning about Reiki. And she told me a little bit about it. And gosh, the light bulb turned on and I resonated with it. And I knew this is what I needed to do. So I did go through it. And in retrospect, I realized one of the reasons I was led to do that is to do a lot of the inner healing required for me to then go to the next level so that I can be more clear and have less of the past within me. Mm -hmm. And this way I can also help others. So, yeah, I went through all three levels and then I got the master, um, the teacher level. Mm -hmm. Um, So each time, as you know, it's amazing transformation and shift and receiving of, of the life force energy and healing on all levels of our being, our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual being. So I believe I was guided to do that, not just for me, but that I can be a more clear channel to then support Mm -hmm. others with their healing. And yeah, it's all actually around energy.
1: (laughs) And one of the first things you said when you talked about Reiki, your friend telling you, like it resonated with me. Our own vocabulary has Oh, yeah. Words um, and we're they have good vibes or I don't like how that's vibing. Yeah. Not really feeling that we are tapping into something that is bigger. We just don't know it. But our body knows it. Our soul
0: knows it. That's true. That's a good point. Our bodies and our souls know it. And that's so important to listen to the body. How does it feel when I'm showing walking into a room and it feels really great? Good. In fact, just just today, I received an invitation for another podcast, and um, he reached out to me, and I checked into it, and it did not feel good, and I listened for a few minutes for his podcast, and my gut feeling tells me, no, this is not in resonance, (laughs) the vibratory energy resonance, so I said no it just didn't feel right to me. It'll be good for others. But yeah, there's a lot of power in that energy and uh, recognizing and, and then being paying attention to our physical body, to what it's telling us.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I'm really grateful for your time and just sharing your story, talking about different avenues. There's coaching. You and I could probably have a conversation for six hours with coffee and then take a lunch break (laughs) and go through that. But I really feel that your energy is good for the listeners. Share, you know, about your books, share how they can learn more about you and, and learn more about what you stand for so that they have different resources.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, what I stand for is empowerment. So the listeners, please do know that you are amazing and great and you can and you should be empowered. And there's every reason to think good of yourself. Mm -hmm. I am very passionate about that. As we do that, we're better able to serve others. And of course, we feel better. Uh, My book is called, my latest book is called Humanity's Cry for Change. Subtitled is Actions You Can Take to Create a New Earth. Mm -hmm. So Humanity's Cry for Change. And you can find this on my website, which is JoyfulRadiance.com. JoyfulRadiance.com. And also on Amazon. And certainly feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions or any comments. I'm here to support you. And um, what else? I think that's about it. You know, I You just...
1: mentioned also that people can go to your website link for your blog articles, right?
0: Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yes, they can. I have great articles, very uplifting. Many of them are around the topic of building confidence. Mm-hmm. And I also, oh, yes. Uh, Your listeners can sign up if they're interested in getting a free monthly e-newsletter with these uplifting articles and also get two free heartwarming meditations just by signing up. And of course, I never share information, but, you know, this is a good way to get a monthly e-newsletter and a different perspective sometimes and very uplifting, definitely empowering.
1: Absolutely. And for those who are committed, that this is already a great avenue that you don't, the commitment doesn't have to be do, 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 do. It can be a few clicks and you will receive. And in that receiving, you can help you, it can help you do more and be more for yourself. I really enjoyed my conversation with, with Kate Hartsong. And I really enjoyed how, she explained the commitment. We all have self-talk. And there are moments that even myself, I will have a positive self-talk, but something inside is still saying, I'm scared, I'm scared. But having the ability to hear positive conversation, positive talk, whether it's from a coach, whether it's from a book, whether it's from any of your friends or family that are willing to share some positivity, that talk will transform slowly into self-talk. Just bathing yourself in positivity can make that difference. And that's where individuals like Kate Hartsong come in. I'm so grateful for your time today and listening to this podcast and if there's someone that comes to mind that you think, you know what, they would benefit from this conversation, please go ahead and forward this podcast to them. If you enjoy this podcast episode and have listened to many others, I would ask you to leave a heartfelt and honest review on your platform, Apple, Spotify, because it does so much for this podcast and it does so much to spread the word to those that need it. I know your time is valuable. It's the one resource we don't get back. So I'm so grateful for your time today. And until next time, let's keep building one another up.